0: Good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. Thank you all for joining us today. We are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. We welcome you all. So glad you could join us. And our subject today is love. And we will begin with our morning prayer.
1: I'm reading from page 139 of Divinity Course in General Collectania. Love is a mighty spiritual force. Let the good you can do and the stimulation of action keep your mind from dwelling on the past. For the present demands your care and you must go forth to meet the future calm and strong. God is your refuge and a strong deliverer. He will hide you under his wings till the storms are past and the sunlight of his presence cheers and invigorates you with new strength and exaltation. Yes, he who clothes the lilies will tend you and gird you with strength in love and in truth and love. And so establish the labor of your hands in his vineyard. Never distrust, never doubt the all love, for it never faileth. As your day, so shall your strength be. Be patient, and let faith grow stronger and stronger each day of this pilgrimage. Mary Baker Eddy.
0: Just beautiful. Thank you so much, Florence all right the watching point
2: watch number 472 watch that you realize that Jesus statement give and it shall be given unto you is a law that carries with it the power of enforcement to obey it with right motives means to exercise it and hence to experience its promise end quote
3: Thank you. Comments? Well, I think the most important thing about the watch is that um, to obey it with right motives, um, with unself-love, not to give with any expectation, like in the story this week of uh, Ruth, and you know, absolutely unself-love is the law, you experience the law of that
0: promise. Thank you very much. Very true. If you think you're going to do it because you want something in return, then that ruins the whole thing. It's it's the unself-love that wells up in a person. Um, can't be stopped. It's the love of God, the divine love. And when you give that way, you do receive. Look at what Ruth received. But she didn't do it for that reason, nor did she know that was going to be the outcome.
4: No, because giving with the expectation of getting something in return is not love, is it? No, No, in fact, it's coveting. It's a violation of a commandment. To give unselfishly because you have it to give and because God directs you to give puts into a law that when God can trust you to give correctly, he provides you with more so that you can give
0: more. And this this is the difference between the divine love and the human love.
4: Or human do-goody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's always thinking about self and how it's going to benefit self. Divine love loves because it is love. Um, Today, I was praying about how to how to do this round table this morning, and it had been coming all week. I just have the most beautiful quotes from Mrs. Eddy of her expression of the divine love that I have used over the years that have helped and sustained me. Many of them I've already given you, but I'm going to give them to you again. And we have many new people, too, or people who... Maybe didn't seem to hear it in the past. One of them was actually what Florence read today, which was so beautiful. Um, Mrs. Eddy, her expression of divine love was just wonderful. And that is what we need to fashion ourselves. Of course, Christ Jesus had it too. And, you know, all the intellectuality and all the figuring out this, that, and the next thing, that won't get you there just
4: in fact it'll get in the way
0: But <laughs> well, yeah it'll stumble you just letting that love move you being that reflection the definition of man and recapitulation says we are the image of love that means we can express this divine love we let god use us any more comments on anything right now
5: I liked from Florence's prayer where it the sunshine of his presence. So, yes. and also how it talked about, you know, being ready for, to do today's work. And a lot of times here at the church, <laughs> there's not time to look back unless somebody brings something up. So um, there's plenty to do today.
0: There certainly is plenty to do today and looking back or looking forward is just not a good thing. We live in the eternal presence of now been um, praying also about the Bible study coming up in you know, it's, uh, next month in September. I think we're going to start out in the fall. talked to Florence about it too. We'll just have it once a month. Um, there, we have so much on our website and we have so many things listen to if you really want to from from the past i was so grateful i think it was barbara that wrote on the bulletin board that she'd been listening to a past bible study and how much she got from it i i would do well to listen a lot of them i don't even remember we just go from the one i can't believe it we used to do it every saturday and all summer long um but our work is changing and it's
1: Apparently we needed it then.
0: Okay. Apparently we needed it then. So we have a huge supply, right, Clarence?
1: Yes. And a lot of people are reading it, reading it from the beginning. It's a lot. The truth is the same yesterday or today. So I think it's worth reading myself included. I wish I had the time to to go over them all. Um but there's a lot to be gained from each one. So.
0: Yes. Yes, it's partly why I don't give the date now when I I mention the round table, because the round tables are timeless, too. And many people say, especially when they first join us, to get up to speed here, they go back and they listen to the the round tables and the Bible studies. Um, They're they're the word of God, it's feeding his sheep, because that's what we all pray to do, feed my sheep. So beautiful subject on love. And as I said, I'll be sharing things from Mrs. Eddie with you. Um, Lil, you can read the golden text. Love is the fulfilling of the law. And what does that mean?
3: Well, I looked up the word fulfilling, and it means accomplishing, performing, or completing. So, um, to, to love is, is, uh, performing. It's, uh, it's just, it's showing that there is a, I don't know, just, I thought about it a lot this week. What, what did fulfilling, and fulfilling is in the lesson a number of times, and, um, uh, it just needs to complete and be that love just uh.
0: yes, and it you know it is in the greatest thing in the world, Henry Drummond, the fulfilling of the law, and he says, if you love, if you love, as we just talked about divinely, you will fulfill. All the commandments, all the Sermon on the Mount, you could not do otherwise if you love. It will just be natural. You'll love your neighbors yourself. You'll you wouldn't think of disobeying any of the commandments, including loving God with all your heart, mind and soul, and having no other gods before the one God. So love puts you in a place where you're you're naturally doing all the things that God would have you do if you love. All right, so I'm going to start out with um, with something that Jeremy put on the carousel, All Love Does, and it's... Um, Actually, you can find it in the book, The Healer, The Healing Works of Mary Baker Eddy, which was um, compiled and arranged by David Keiston, our friend. And he did a beautiful job with these beautiful healings, some of which I'll quote from. Um, But on page, well, let's see, 18, I think, (laughs) XB333. it's roman numerals anyway <laughs> i'm a little rusty on that so it it says that there was rarely a time that healings of one kind or another did not take place when mrs when in mrs Eddy's presence many were those who publicly testified of their healings through her preaching and sermons along these lines mrs eddie herself alludes to what saint paul so beautifully elucidates in first corinthians 13 when she says, I walk the earth in the atmosphere of love, which holds me in spiritual gravitation. The love that I reflect repels every error of mortal mind. For love is the only law, and love is all activity. Love fills all channels and expels all error. Love purifies, inspires, protects, and satisfies. Love contains. Love maintains. Love sustains. Love does liberate, unbind, unseal, and deliver. Nought can hinder love. Love does supply with perfect freedom. Love does furnish, provide, and Adorn with great glory. Love does illumine, irradiate, beam with resplendent brilliancy. Love is the only and all of spiritual attainment and spiritual growth. Without it, healing is not done and cannot be, either morally or physically. Every advanced step will show you this until victory is won and you possess no other consciousness, but love divine. Isn't that just beautiful? What love does. I could just stop there. We could just think about that all day. It's just beautiful. It does everything, everything you could want or desire. Love does. Whatever you're looking for, love does. Now, One thing, it fills all channels and expels all errors. In the lesson this week, this is a quote we often quote, and it's in page 243 in Science and Health. Truth has no consciousness of error. Love has no sense of hatred. Life has no partnership with death. Truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves because they declare nothing except God. So, my friends, you want immunity from the nameless nothing? (laughs) This is what she says does it, love. Love, truth, life. It's a law of annihilation against everything unlike themselves. When you are living that love when you are expressing that love no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling this is a law this isn't just wishful thinking this is god's law so when you go out if you're radiating love to your fellow man and loving them you you will only bless and you will only be blessed you go out and, oh, I'm so afraid, oh my God, that person coughed, heaven forbid. <laughs> well, what thou greatly fear, has what? Come
1: upon, upon me.
0: But remember, it's only in a dream, so whatever you think you has come upon you is just a dream, it's not the truth, and you can wake up from it at any moment. But this is, this, these, are the, these are the ways we live our science. We don't go out without our armor on life, truth, and love. I've been telling people for a few weeks now, heads down, shields up. Heads down in humility, shields up. That's your buckler, the Roman shield that covers you from your head to your toe. Ultimately, there's nothing to protect you from because God is all, and that's the truth. That beautiful forum from Melinda that she wrote in March of 2020 about, you know, just expect all you can feel, see, touch, hear is spirit. Beautiful thing to think about.
4: And that truth that God is all is your buckler.
0: Your shield
4: it is your shield.
0: And the first thing you quote, you read from Mrs. Eddie, said that the love we reflect repels. Yes, <laughs> it repels it. That's why I can't come now your dwelling. And that's why uh, in the lesson, perfect love casteth out fear. You can't be fearing and loving at the same time. So either you're loving your neighbor as yourself and having great compassion for all, of every, everything, everywhere, all that God has created, or you're fearing it. And there's no in-between. Love heals. And yes, it repels. It's the law of annihilation against everything unlike themselves. Years ago, and I never forgot it, Mrs. Evans gave a testimony on that statement. And I never forgot it because it was so strong, so beautiful. And that's the point she made. It also means if you're truthful, you won't have all this dishonesty coming to your door. You won't have people, you know, being doing doing you in in some way or corrupting your computer or whatever else. You, but you have to you have to work at it. And you have to stay. And there are all these little things, the little foxes that spoil the vine. So easy now politically to get so upset with so-called the other side. Whoops! What was the article um, called, "The Secret Florence," that you were loving this week about?
1: Oh, it's the one um, attributed to Mrs. Eddie uh, where she sees love everywhere. It makes it takes an an hour every hour. Make. Resolution that I'm going to just love To see love It's not to hear um, See Or report Anything imperfect See love in yourself See love in your neighbor Everything In everything see love Mm -hmm.
0: Now that doesn't mean that we are Blind to what's going on In the world We're not we see it quite clearly, actually. Um, we're quite aware of it. But we see it as nothingness and not as a power other apart from God. And that's the big difference. It's a huge so that, yeah.
4: And that's yeah. why putting this into practice can be very challenging, can't it? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you see crap all around you, <laughs> coming at you, hating you, trying to... On you? It's sometimes you know it's hard not to react.
1: So that's what it's saying. Uh, her resolution that if she resolves to see only love and knows that only love is, you know, she's done the hardest part to know that I know the truth, so the counterfeit cannot fool me.
4: Thank you. Yes. And she had this to handle every day didn't she Mm -hmm. the world's opposition Mm -hmm. to christian science appeared to be huge it appeared to be nasty she got you know as was read she got a few weeks ago she even got letters threatening to blow up the hall that she was going to you know lecture in Mm -hmm. She had this to me all the time, and she knew that her only safety was, into lo- was in loving. So when someone is really obnoxious <laughs> and appears to hate you and is trying to do you in, what's the remedy?
1: Love the
4: hell out of them. Thank you, Carol. Love the hell out of them, yeah. literally pity them if you have to.
0: Yeah, this was a quote in the the recent liberator from Oscar Wilde. Always forgive your enemies, nothing annoys them so much. <laughs> 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 oh my. <laughs> and, and in regard to this what Gary was talking about, what Mrs. Eddy had to deal with. This is another one of my most favorite quotes. <laughs> it's also from The Healer by keeston And it's on page 145. Um, Mammy Robertson wrote a letter to Mrs. Eddy at a time when she exercised in her mind about a patient who showed great resentment toward Mrs. Eddy. Although she had not actually mentioned the patient, the reply from Mrs. Eddy contained the advice, quote, Turn your patient's thought to God, and let love show, and let love show me to Him, just as I really am. End quote. The patient was healed. Turn your patient's thought to God, and let love show that person who's hating what's really true. Let love speak to that person, and that person will be healed. What was that quote you love from the Eustace?
5: Yeah, if they knew you as you really were, they would love you.
0: Yes. So let love speak to people and know that love is speaking to people. We don't have to run around thinking we've got to speak to people and get them right. Well, for one thing, we can't. It's only God can change the hearts of men. We must let him and know that he is and expect it, and we will see it to be true.
5: Sometimes it's best to tiptoe by the bulldogs. Oh,
0: right? Yes, <laughs> tiptoe yeah. by the bulldog's den, as he, said, he says. You don't need to enrage mortal minds, especially when it's acting up. So um, tip, tiptoe by it and let it know that love is doing its work. Now, this is also something that I just love. It's in the Liberator, Carol Found Thoughts in Christian Science from the Christian Series, October 1889. Again, all of you should have the Liberator and study and work with it. It's just beautiful. That that again, we, we give so much. There's so much you can work with. If we were to just stay silent for a year, you would have plenty to do. <laughs> so anyway. In hours of darkness and despair, this is Mrs. Eddie. In moments of pain and weakness, one sorrow is not lightened by cold words of clean cut logic. The wounds more quickly heal when into them is poured the wine of true sympathy and the oil of love, and they are bound up by the hand of tenderness and compassion. When one is weary with the pressure of many burdens, it is not logic, but the friendliness of love, which gives inward peace. It is not logic, but love, shining out upon the stormy sea of error, which leads the wanderer home. Love, not logic, bends above the couch of suffering. Love sheds the light of hope across the way as the frail bark glides out upon the waters which break on the shores of eternity. Love is the bow of promise set amidst the clouds of human woe. <clears throat> its piercing rays transform the cloud seeming blackness into glistening gold love is a strong arm which encircling him places his feet upon the dry land of spiritual intelligence intellectual apprehension is the voice of one crying in the wilderness of material belief prepare ye the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god he for whose approach we watch is love in whom shall all the nations of the earth be blessed The light of intellect is the gray dawn of the morning, which heralds the coming day, wherein is needed no sun, neither light, for the Lord giveth light, and God is love. So, remember this, and much of what people write, I judge on how I feel on how healing it is if I feel the spirit of love behind it. Anyone could quote and anyone can be intellectual and many do and I certainly have done my share as well but it's love that heals. So whatever you say, whatever you do, if if it has that unction of love behind it, no matter how small, no matter how you might feel insignificant it might seem, if love is behind it, it's not insignificant. It's the power and presence of God. You know, many have said about Lil, who is not an intellect, but when there's a problem, she has the word of comfort. She's there with the love. That's what counts. Mrs. Evans used to talk about, um, you know, and, and... we don't have it anymore, but they, there could be in the church in former days, these intellectual testimonies. And it was sort of a display of, of how much I know. There was one dear woman in our church, we called her Nana Pfeiffer. And it always made her feel you know, inferior, like she didn't have anything to say. And Mrs. Evans, of course, ripped the, you know what, out of that. <laughs> because Nana had a heart of gold and of love. And in those days, Mrs. Evans, if you were giving some intellectual pompous testimony, guess what would happen? <laughs> Shut up and sit down. <laughs> and it was very refreshing. <laughs> Go ahead,
5: Jerry. Uh, the last time that, that my <laughs> Isaac came with me to a Wednesday testimony meeting, he was going to give a testimony, but somebody gave a, a long testimony with a lot of quotes, and he felt that he... His wasn't good enough, so he didn't
0: give it. so wow. Please remember that. Quotes, <clears throat> you know, something that helped you, yes, but not too many of them in a testimony. It becomes dull, and and you'll lose the person the persons who are listening. And that is a very much of a shame. I didn't know that till now. So, and please don't be offended if you do get corrected or changed or taken off or or whatever. Try to keep track of that. We also try to let people express themselves as much as they can without correction, praying they will get this. And that doesn't mean for all of you now not to give any more testimony. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: means the other way around, and everyone should
4: do. To encourage all of you to express your Mm gratitude.
0: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, my next, um, I think I will go to this. I mentioned on the forum, some notes on true vision by John Morgan. We met him when as a church, we went to England and it's just a wonderful pamphlet he takes the synonyms of god and expounds on them in a beautiful way and vision vision is part of our daily life it deals with everything he mentions a sermon on the mount a lot of it is about vision i never thought of it before but you know every time even the bible says behold right what are you seeing so i guess Craig, you can read what John Morgan says about love.
6: Love beholds me as its own beloved. The divine mother love conceives me as complete and perfect. I reflect this divine conception and accept it. And so conceive and behold everyone in love. Is that it?
0: Now keep going.
6: The light, quote, the light of ever-present love illumines the universe. I see that every idea is at rest, never frustrated or thwarted, never tense. And so my vision rests in action and is at peace and satisfied. Love's viewpoint confers impartiality, forgiveness, forgiveness, constancy. As Shakespeare has it, quote, love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks it on tempest and is never shaken. I look with the eye, end of quote. I look with the eye of spiritual innocency, and behold no evil, for we are in the divine presence. I behold man in love, and blot out all sense of imperfection, all fear and dislike. I look with the eye of love's benevolence, and behold in man all the hues and qualities of God. In this view, there is full recognition of the divine nature. So I took with the eye of gratitude, I look with the eye of gratitude for the divine glory fills all space. With a grateful outlook, I mother my universe and draw into expression the beauty of holiness. I saw, quote, I saw the love of God encircling the universe And man, feeling all space and the divine love so permeated my own consciousness that I loved with the Christ-like compassion everything I saw. This realization of divine love called into expression the beauty of holiness, the perfection of being. Which healed and regenerated and saved all who turned to me for help. End of quote. Attributed by Mer- Mrs. Eddy from General Clactania, published by Gilbert C. Carpenter, Junior.
0: Thank you. That's thank you. Mm-hmm. I I love that. And I you know, you can work with that every day. Um, and next next week our Topic is spirit, so you can find what he says about spirit and think about it, and in, in, in corporate and in your life. And I love the quote from Shakespeare. I thought for our weather watchers, "Oh no, it is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken." You look on a tempest and is are not shaken. I said <laughs> that
2: to somebody who's
0: not too happy with you right now. Oh and, yeah, I did, and called. <laughs> what what in what regard did you say it oh i, I took that quote and it said this is love this is this is what's really happening it was my daughter oh okay yeah. <laughs> okay yes well we look on whatever tempest whether it's a storm or some some stormy person and we're not shaken it's a fixed ever fixed mark and we can address it with with strength and power which leads me to our daily duties, which I pray you're all working with every day, and thinking about what they mean. Again, immunity, daily duties, you work with them, and the a rule for motives and acts which is superb. Neither animosity, nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love. The sweet amenities of love. And what is that first one?
5: In rebuking Rebuking sin. sin.
0: In rebuking sin. You're not expressing the sweet amenities of love if you're not rebuking sin. Which is what evidently Shardy did. So you do it with love. You separate the error from the person, but that error must be rebuked. This is why we don't float around just saying, God is love, God is love, everything's wonderful. No, no. And in this true vision pamphlet, I forget which synonym it says, but he, he says it brings out that you're not blind to what's going, what's wrong. You're not blind at all. You know all the more. You think Jesus was blind or Mrs. Eddie was blind to to the errors? no. But again, they knew it as nothingness. And and in doing that, sometimes you've got to rebuke it. More times than not. You certainly have to mentally rebuke it. You can blast that H out of it. Sometimes you have to speak to it. Okay, so in rebuking sin, what are the others? brotherliness and the and forgiveness. Thank you, Lillian. Brotherliness charitableness and forgiveness
4: and what's the brotherliness
0: seeing your fellow men correctly to see who he he or she really is we're all brothers
4: we are all brothers and sisters in christ we are all equal in god's sight Nobody's better, nobody's worse, we are all equal. He's no respecter of persons. God isn't, thank you. God is no respecter of persons, and we should not be either. Nor should we be a disrespecter of persons. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you.
4: And we're all gods, not man's. Right. And we all belong to God. Right.
0: God is our heavenly father, as the song goes. So, yes. And then charitableness, kind, loving, compassionate to others. Giving to charity as God directs you. And then of course, uh, one of the big ones is forgiveness. We could have a whole class on that. Make sure you, f- you forgive yourself and you forgive others as God would do. So the, the Lord's prayer, forgive us our debts. And then the members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. And you can pray about those and make sure you're daily watching and praying during the day for these things. Keep yourself not part of it. All right. So, and then another, I just wanted to mention because I love this so much too, number three in science and health. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires illumines and designates and leads the way. If you're gonna do anything, as we started the class out with, make sure the motive is love. And that word inspires, think of this, I love it. Informed by the Holy Spirit to communicate divine instructions to the mind. When you write a lesson, whatever you do, You should be inspired by the Holy Spirit, by God. God is communicating instructions to you. We're just the scribe under orders, as Mrs. Eddy says. I love that definition. Feel inspired. Then illumine to enlighten the mind, to cause, to understand. And then designate to point out. Select for a certain purpose. God designates you to his purpose. It's always wonderful.
6: I think the city, I understand, gratitude's so mm-hmm. important, and unless I'm grateful, I don't feel inspired.
0: Thank you, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that is why she, she calls in gratitude the sum of all evil, holy mosey.
4: Well, that's a good point, because what, I mean, ultimately, what is gratitude? It's it's love for God. Yeah. Can you say you love God if you're not grateful for everything
5: you have? And if you if you don't if you don't appreciate and aren't thankful for yesterday's inspiration, why would you get more today? (laughs) So yeah.
0: That's it. And I, I, you watch yourself because. I know from my own self, the decline starts some kind of ingratitude. Something not quite right. So, anyway, stay grateful. Stay grateful. That again, that's your immunity, gratitude. Start grouncing and groaning to say, Mrs. Eddie says, keep your grin ahead of your groan.
4: And what did Jesus do before each of his healings?
3: He gave thanks. He gave thanks.
4: He gave thanks to God. That example should be emblazoned in our foreheads. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what picture you see.
0: Now, this is a quote that Linda found in Precepts 1. And recently I had uh, been listening or watching both (laughs) the Bible uh, story of Solomon, which is really interesting how they portray him. Because you wonder what the heck happened to Solomon. And he did ask for wisdom, and he was given wisdom. And it shows how people from all over the world came around to listen to his wisdom. And somewhere along the line, he began thinking it was him. God gave it to him, (laughs) but his downfall. So this is what Carpenter says. You can read it when you found it. Thank you. Okay, quote.
2: The second test of love is that it's not puffed up. When God begins to manifest wisdom through us, it is a temptation for us to believe that it emanates from our own intelligence. The praise that flows into one who is merely a channel for God is as foolish as would be praise given to a radio from which proceed various splendid programs. It is a temptation to feel that the flattering things others say about us is true because the wisdom we express and the inspiration we voice come from within. When others believe that we are divinely wise of ourselves, it is a temptation to believe that error and accept that idea about ourselves rather than to realize that we are wise only as and if we reflect divine wisdom. We are wise because of what we reflect and not because of what we embody. To be puffed up is the most effective way of losing inspiration, because the moment you believe and accept the thought that you are wise from within, you stop trying to reflect wisdom from without. So you lose your ability to do so. End Thank quote. You.
0: Thank you. Again, the humility heads down he, he lost it and he, he had been such a great king up until that time when he began to lo- lose it and then then he got attracted to all these women and um most important that we keep our heads down and keep that humility and that's true to reflect the love too you know you can't you can't start thinking you do it this is the difference between the secular world and those that are believing god the secular world thinks they're doing it somehow god gets out of that equation They think they're doing everything and they got to do everything. And oh, what a bunch of poppycock, all these people praying and turning to God. Ha, 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 ha. No, thank you. (laughs) They, They know not what they say. All right. So but this is this is what's going on right now. This is what it is. People thinking they know they know the cure for everything. They know the answer. It's in within man. Man does it. Man does it. As much as man reflects God, good has been accomplished on this earth. But when he stops doing that, all hell breaks loose. Now, then, the beautiful story of Ruth and her devotion and her unself-love, which, think of what it did. Think of what it did. Now, the whole story wasn't in the Bible lesson this week, so Gary... What were you going to say about that? Well. You can read this. This is the part that wasn't in, but so Boaz. Yeah.
4: So as soon after Boaz recognized and acknowledged the good that Ruth did and the love that was in her heart, he took Ruth and married her as his wife and the lord gave her conception and she bare a son and the, and her son's name was Obed.
0: Obed. Obed. Obed
4: and he was the father of Jesse
0: and read this read it
4: well the women said unto Naomi blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. The women her neighbors gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed is the father of jesse the father of david
0: i mean it's just thrilling it matters not what be thy lot so love doth guide let love guide you tremendous things can happen huge things who would have known of all that tragedy in the beginning of that story to how it ended and so what what did you say about that Harry?
4: well it it shows the tremendous tremendously strong and clear spiritual sense that ruth had and the and the and the and the pure love in her heart that she stayed with naomi because she recognized the power of the one god she saw it she felt it
0: and boaz and- was the grandfather of whom
4: Who was the grandfather of King David.
0: And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Isaiah. From all of that comes tremendous good. So let love guide you. Tremendous things will happen. And then I have to say, I do love what Patricia wrote on the forum relating herself to the roots. No. She left oh, the teaching, okay. the land teaching of my mother, told me that life was in matter, traveled to Christian science. And then she left the branch church to the beloved, my beloved birthplace in Christian science. That which I thought was true, spiritual husband, truth, support to me slowly died in the branch. I wept mentally, not knowing what to do about the loss of that which I held so dear, the vibrancy of truth. And again, I am Ruth, leaving the Mother Church, the organization as I call it, the Mother Church is fine, to travel with the leadership of my mother, God, to the deeper meaning of truth, God's allness, and mortal mind's nothingness found at Plainfield. That I was previously stranger to. And it goes on. It, but it's, it's that idea that's true. We all must leave. The,
2: I love the, she says that she's going to glean from the fields here too. That so yeah, beautiful. go ahead.
0: I must take the counsel
2: not to go glean in another field of thought, but abide here fast by the Lord's maidens, those who work with useful vigor and spiritual passion in the field where they reap, work, glean, and heal. that was so beautiful
0: that is beautiful thank you for including that very beautiful and very true because you can spend so much time looking at other things and and it tends to be a waste of time so now we have to end on something very beautiful that louise brought out um with that quote from true vision and it's a little long but it's worth hearing (laughs) it's such a beautiful healing from this, this is healer.
4: from the christian healer page 356 young girl with boil on her head healed okay. it was the year 1897 on the 4th of july that mrs Eddy invited her church to her home in concord new hampshire she sent a telegram to a student here in kansas city missouri telling him to come and bring his friends and i was invited to go i went with my sister and my two children when we were getting ready to start, we discovered that my little daughter, seven years old, had a boil on the crown of her head. Her hair was heavy and curly, and the boil was very much inflamed. After we got on the train, not allowed to comb her hair. The confusion, the heat, and the crowded car made it difficult to work mentally, and her hair really went uncombed until we got to Concord mrs eddie and a number of others spoke to us when the speaking was over mrs eddie sat upon the porch as the people passed through the carriageway greeting her as they passed when my two children a boy of nine and this little girl of seven got in front of her they stopped the whole procession and stood looking up into her face with the most joyous smile she looked at them and then looked at me then she looked back at them again and threw a kiss to each one of them. And somebody told me to pass along. I followed them. I wish I could make the world know what I saw when Mrs. Eddy looked at those children. It was a revelation to me. I saw for the first time the real mother love, and I knew that I did not have it. I had a strange agonized sense of being absolutely cut off from the children. It is impossible to put into words what the uncovering of my own lack of real mother love meant to me. As I turned in the procession and walked toward the line of trees in the front of the yard, there was a bird sitting on the limb of a tree. And I saw the same love poured out on that bird that I had seen flow from Mrs. Eddie to my children. I looked down at the grass and the flowers, and there was the same love resting on them. It is difficult for me to put into words what I saw. This love was everywhere, like the light. But it was divine, not mere human affection. I looked at the people milling around on the lawn, and I saw it poured out on them. I thought of the various discords in this field. And I saw, for the first time, the absolute unreality of everything but this infinite love. It was not only everywhere present, like the light, but it was an intelligent presence that spoke to me. And I found myself weeping as I walked back and forth under the trees, saying out loud, Why did I never know you before? Why have I not known you always? I don't know how long it was until my boy came to me and said, come mother, they are going home. I got into the carriage and drove back to the hotel, but the same conscious intelligence and love was everywhere. It rested upon everything my thought rested on. When we got back to the hotel, There was no boil on my child's head. It was just as flat as the back of her hand. Afterwards, the hair came out for about two inches around where the boil had been. She was totally bald on the crown of her head, but the hair grew back as naturally as if it had never been out. I know that this revelation of divine love came to me by reflection from dear Mrs. Eddy. And for weeks, it had a strange effect on me. I could not bear to hear anyone speak in a cross, ill tempered tone or do anything that would cause pain. Jesse B. Cooper. Thank you.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you.